Hey everybody, it's Nathaniel Avila. I am currently reporting from Dallas-Fort Worth, and I'm joined with uh, Timbrel Hildebrand, who is reporting from Crowley, Texas, and today we're going to be talking about Frozen 2. Is that right? That's right. Yep. So, uh, what's your initial thoughts on Frozen 2? Um, I, I enjoyed it. This, I, I'd only seen it once, and I watched it again before the podcast. I'd see, I watched it once in theaters and once, once last night, and uh, I'd say overall, I find it a very enjoyable movie. Awesome. Did you did you uh, find it more enjoyable on your second viewing uh, as opposed to your first? No, actually, I think I liked it better the first time, okay. but I think that might have been just due to some of like the hype and stuff. Yeah, like I watched, I went, I went to the premiere in Disney World. That's where I oh, watched wow, it. Cool. Yeah, I mean they had like a whole bunch of stuff. They had that uh, red carpet wall thing for it, and then they had like a statue of Elsa and Anna in front of the theater. Wow. Which, yeah, they pulled out all the stops. So uh, I'm gonna do some uh, background on uh, Frozen Two. So the story of Frozen Two started in 2014. March of 2014, uh, when asked about like sequels to the first film, first uh, Frozen, uh, producer Peter Del Vecchio said that Chris Buck and Jennifer Lee, who were the directors, uh, they all worked very well together, and they were gonna like make another film together for sure, but they don't know if it's gonna be like a Frozen sequel. It would most likely be like a completely original thing. Uh, so in late April of that year, Disney uh, chairman uh, Alan F. Horn stated that a, single, a sequel to Frozen was not being seriously considered at the time because uh, the studio's priority was the Broadway musical of Frozen. So that's what their entire, uh, that's what they were focusing on at that point. So uh, which required like additional songs to be written by uh, lyricists Robert uh, Lopez and Kristen Anderson Lopez, who wrote and who wrote the songs for the first film. So when asked in May of 2014 about the sequel, uh, Disney CEO Bob Iger told uh, host David Faber that Disney would not mandate a sequel or force storytelling because to do so would risk creating something not as good as the first film. So. Uh, Iger also expressed that, like, the hope that the Frozen franchise is something that uh, is kind of like forever for the company, he says, kind of like how The Lion King was. So in June, Jennifer Lee confirmed that uh, the then creative officer, John Lasseter, uh, had expressly granted her and Buck the freedom to make another film. Uh, whatever they're passionate about was his words and he's they still didn't know if they were gonna do a new original thing or or just do a sequel so years later Lee and Buck revealed that they really had begun like developing a, like an entirely different film so they're gonna complete like a completely new original film nothing to do with Frozen uh, but during the fall of that year uh, while working on the short film Frozen Fever they realized that they missed the characters and they decided that they weren't ready to say goodbye to to uh, the to the characters of Frozen. And they said that uh, there's a lot of questions left unanswered by the first film. So they decided that they were going to just discuss the possibility of a sequel. 
So, uh, Buck and Lee decided to get together, uh, try to figure out what would be a satisfying ending for Anna and Elsa at the end of the movie, and they both got to the same conclusion that, uh, uh, um, that the ending they would spend the next five years trying to earn Anna, uh, the would beco- that Anna would become queen and Elsa would be free. So that was their proposed ending. So in March 12th of 2015, uh, at the Disney's annual meeting shareholders in San Francisco, Iger, Lasseter, and the actor Josh Gad, who plays Olaf, officially announced that they were going to make Frozen 2. Hooray, hooray. Uh, as that it was currently in development with Buck and Lee returning as the directors and uh, Del Vecho is going to come back as the producer. Uh, Lasseter said that uh, <coughs> that uh, Disney Animation, as with Pixar, when they do a sequel, it is because the filmmakers want to and not because the studios, you know, force them to do it. So that's good. So, in say the case of Frozen, the directors had to come up with a great idea for a sequel, and uh, we'll be hearing a lot about about it in the coming times. So, according to Los Angeles Times, uh, there was a considerable internal debate at Disney over whether to proceed with the Frozen sequel at Disney Animation, but the unprecedented (laughs) success of the first film really did sway the Disney executives toward making the sequel. And in September 2017, the interview with uh, uh, Arizona Republic, Menzel, uh, who plays uh, Elsa, confirmed that she would return for her role uh, a couple weeks after completing her concert tour. Um, and she said that they haven't even sent her a script at that time because everything was still being like made. Uh, so, and then uh, in terms of uh, Jonathan Groff, who plays Kristoff, he said in July 2017 that he didn't know anything about the film other than he was about to start recording his section of it. So in October 11th, he confirmed on the British talk show that he had started recording for the sequel uh, the previous month. So everything's being very hush-hush at this at this point in time. So um, Bell, Kristen Bell... What? Oh, yeah. Uh, nothing. So Kristen Bell said that there would be like some new characters too. Uh, so she would further said the directors and the producers had taken their trip to Norway and they took like the entire entire culture to take in and make this a fun home movie. Uh, so uh, she added that Lee had drafted a personal journals in character as Elsa and Anna for months to try to figure out what they'd say and do all that kind of stuff from Scandinavian research trip. The production team derived an important insight uh, that Elsa is a very clearly a mythic hero who takes in the world and the world's problems with supernatural powers, while Anna is a fairy tale hero who is human and lives in a world that's surrounded by magic, but she doesn't possess magic herself. So uh, they realize that that makes the original Frozen so powerful and how it combines the two different types of stories. So, uh, da 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 da. And that's basically the story of Frozen. Everything else is, is, is history. So that's the story of Frozen 2. So there was a possibility that they decided to not make the Frozen 2 sequel. So uh, do, you, do you think that uh, the existence of the Frozen 2 of Frozen 2 was justified? I mean, I, I don't know if it 
justified is the best word to put it. I mean, I'm glad they made it, and I'm not surprised that they made it because they knew they could make more money off of it. Oh, yeah. But it would have been interesting to see what they might have come up with originally, but I I personally thought it was cool that we got to delve more into the characters and the lore. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, what do you you think about the relationship between Anna and Elsa in this film? Because it's definitely strengthened. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I think I think what's interesting about this movie is that they're not trying to just redo the first movie, perhaps. Like, the characters, you can tell there's been time, there's been growth. And um, and you see that with Anna and Elsa's characters. You know, they're not as... Um, they're not as distant from one another. They're much closer. And that's why Anna gets so angry with Elsa when she starts pushing back at her again. So, um, I, thought the, I thought the relationship was good. Granted, um... A lot of the movie, I mean, a good chunk of the movie, they're not on screen together. Uh-huh. But the, the parts that they are together, it's cool to watch because you're getting to see that sort of sisterly banter that you don't really get to see in the first movie because, um, you know, they're separated. Mm-hmm. Like Speaking of, like, uh, separation, I know Kristoff kind of just disappears in the middle of the film, right? Yeah. Like, do you think that was a good move? I mean... Ultimately, the movie is about the sisters, and since they had done, and since they had kind of built up everything at the beginning, I think it was okay that they focused more on Elsa and Anna's journey, specifically Elsa's journey, because um, because that's kind of what the driving force of this movie is. Um, Elsa searching out who she is, so I think she deserved a little bit more screen time. So you think uh, Elsa needed more screen time? Well, I mean, I, I think it works because I mean, in the first movie. Elsa didn't have as much screen time. She kind of disappeared for some of the movie, and it was more about Kristoff and Anna. So, I mean, I think I think it worked. I would have liked to see a little bit more Kristoff, but I, I still think it worked. Yeah. Like, I think, de- like, Anna was definitely the protagonist in the first film, but in this film, Elsa is more the protagonist. Uh, and uh, so what do we think about, like, the five elements and everything, or the four elements uh, being in- instituted in this film? Uh, I couldn't help but uh, think about the last Airbender when they were talking about all the different elements. I know. I was watching it with my I was watching it with my brother, and they were doing the backstory or whatever. And I said, "Well, but everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked." That's what I kept on saying. That's exactly what I was saying when I when I was watching it, because I was watching it with my sister, and I was like, "Oh snap! We need the Avatar. Where is he? <laughs> Where is?" But then the I Fire Nation. I guess Elsa is the is the avatar in this situation. I don't know, but no, I thought it was interesting. I thought getting, I feel like this movie felt more epic. Like Frozen felt very, I guess, uh, it felt very concise. You know, it was one area, one person's issue. You know, it was very uh, isolated. It was an isolated mm-hmm. incident. But mm-hmm. with this, we're getting to learn more about their world and their history and all this magic that's going on. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was definitely, like, way more, like, vast and wild. And I know the first one was a little bit more contained than this one. Uh, mm-hmm. And in this one, like, we see, like, these vast landscapes and this, these ru- these giant waves of water that look, like, photorealistic and that, like, looked like they were filmed, like, not animated but filmed, even though they were, because uh, they, they were so realistic and all these cool different things. Uh, and it was really uh, interesting to see because it was—it's a very—it's a very like beautiful film to look at and watch, seeing all these cool things, like especially with the—I found that especially with the rock giants, because their rock giants were like so huge, 
and they really did a good job showing them to scale, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and so like, what did you think about the uh, the uh, the salamander, the the fire spirit salamander? Oh, I mean, he was cute, you know, very very Disney esque, you know, little Disney cute animal character. So I mean, he's not a huge part of the movie, but I thought he was cute. I enjoyed him. Yeah, me too. Like, did you like, what about, like, the rivalry between the, uh, people of, uh, Arendelle and the native, uh, tribesmen? I thought that was interesting. It was interesting that they kind of, because, again, like, how I was in the first movie, everything was very contained. Like, you didn't know a lot beyond what you saw. And here, you're getting a little bit more insight as to where Arendelle came from and where Elsa and Anna came from. Um, and how much bigger their world is, and the the wounds that have been inflicted on them because of that betrayal that Anna and Elsa's grandfather committed against uh, the neighboring uh, kingdom yeah. in the forest. Oh, speaking of that that betrayal, did was that like a, a surprise to you when it was revealed that he betrayed them? Uh, not really. I mean, I figured it, it would. I feel like it wouldn't have been very interesting if everything was exactly as it had seemed. Yeah, like I remember when I was watching that scene, like in the beginning, like when they started fighting, I was like, "Oh, I think the, I think the the grandfather betrayed them," and then they're like, and then they revealed, "Oh no, the grandfather betrayed them," and I was like, "What? <laughs> I totally didn't know that already." <laughs> and then the fact that. Um, the the woman who saved their father was actually their mother and i was like what i totally didn't know that i totally couldn't see that mile away like there's a thing about this film they kind of like show like these reveals or these plot twists thinking that they're like really like big even though i, I saw them coming yeah it's true they they they, they definitely weren't the the biggest jaw droppers necessarily but I, I still enjoyed them yeah it was really fun never nevertheless so i got some like reviews here about uh frozen 2 and let me see the new york times uh says that as is often true in animation frozen 2 soars highest when it embraces abstraction as in one number with a pitch black void that entertainingly invokes Jonathan Grazer's Under the Skin. Am I right? Um, I was a little bit confused by what that review was saying. Yeah, me too. Well, a different review. Uh, MovieWeb says, uh, The film is a darker journey, journey, but illuminated with breathtaking animation and stunning action scenes. Uh, there's enough good humor for balance amid an avalanche of new songs I'd, I'd agree with that uh that review i'd say that's pretty spot on yeah what, what do you think about like these new songs as compared to the original songs oh i think these new songs are really good the uh the lopez is um the 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 married couple that does the music for both of these movies as well as the uh the stage musical on broadway yeah they're, they're just they're very very talented and these songs, I do think, felt a little bit more epic than the songs in the first movie. Now, I love the music in the original film. I think it's very nice. And what I really like about the Frozen movies is that while it still has that kind of Disney feel to the music, it also brings in elements of, uh, of Broadway, like big, um, rousing numbers, particularly with Elsa. 
And um, I think that's way more, I think they harp on that even more in this movie. Um, and I think that really uh, shows the Lopez's background in working in theater because that's where they started out. Really? Did they uh, produce any songs on Broadway before this? Yes, I believe they were involved in a musical called Avenue Q. They probably did other stuff too. Okay. Well, are you like a big theater person? I, I, I like the theater, yes. I want to go do look at more theater stuff. I haven't been able to, but I've been wanting to. Oh, it's great. Yeah, I've been to a couple of uh, stage plays at UT Arlington. Like, mm-hmm. I, I went to see their rendition of Into the Woods a couple of years oh, ago. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. It was pretty nice. I mean, there were some issues going on, but it's a student production, so I was <laughs> like, uh, you know, it's not a big deal. Uh, another film, another review was from uh, RogerEbert.com. It wasn't by Roger Ebert, but it was from this, the website. Uh, who said Frozen Two has an autumnal, uh, autumn-like palette with a russet of gold setting, uh, gold setting the stage for an unexpectedly elegic <laughs> tone in the follow-up of one's di- of. Uh, to follow up Disney's most beloved animated features. Okay, this guy really brought out the thesaurus on this going. Um, no, I, I think he has a good point. They did a they did a good job with um with with what they did in the movie. I, I particularly liked the darker. I liked the darker tone. Yeah. You, you, so you think that really complemented the film? Yeah, I think it worked. I think it like most sequels, they dug a little deeper, mm-hmm. and I I liked that. I think it benefited. Yeah. Most. Oh, speaking of the songs, uh, my mother says that the songs were are sung in like a range that not a lot of like people can sing, so it makes it harder to market or harder to sing along. Would you agree with that? I'd say that's definitely true with Elsa's songs, and that's just because Adina Menzel has well, she definitely doesn't have the same range she used to, but she also. Um, is from the theater originally. She originated the role of Elphaba in the famous uh, Broadway show Wicked. And Adina Menzel is just known for her ridiculously um, powerful voice. Like, she can belt super high. Or she used to. She's a little bit older now, so she can't belt quite as high. Mm-hmm. You can kind of tell because there's a little bit more um, effect on her voice in these songs. Not that she's not still ridiculously talented. She is. But, um, but yeah, Elsa's songs definitely you can't quite sing along to. And so honest songs, I think, would be more in the range of most, at least uh, people who could sing the regular Disney princess range, perhaps. Kristoff, played by Jonathan Groff, uh, he also has an incredible voice. But I think when they're talking about songs that are hard to sing along to, it'd probably be Olaf and Elsa's songs, just because those songs are written specifically for Adina Menzel and Josh Gad, and they are known for having ridiculously wide ranges. Yeah. Like, speaking of... Uh... Um, Christoph's uh, song. Did you really like that whole like nineteen eighties boy band type parody of that was that was shown in the film? I wasn't sure if I liked it at first, but the thing is, Jonathan Groff, who plays Christoph, he also from the theater. Uh-huh. He uh, he just has an incredible voice, and it was such a crime that he didn't get to sing in the first movie, pretty much. So I love the fact that they gave him this huge song, and he got to sing way more in this movie. And um, so, yeah, I, I loved the song. I think it's great. I think it's real sweet. And again, it calls back to older '80s movies, which I, I mean '80s uh, rock ballads, which I think is funny. The the little homages and whatnot, and uh, yeah, and I just I love Kristoff. You get to see his devotion to Anna, which is really sweet. 
Um, really, um, and, and you talked about this earlier, I feel like I should mention this, you were talking about the Frozen Fever thing they did. Frozen Fever, as well as the Christmas special they did for Frozen, it was called uh, Olaf's Frozen Adventure or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you would think that those would kind of be less, uh, I guess, not quite on par with, you know, the big cinematic releases, but I, I would highly recommend that people check those out because, again, it has the Lopez's music in it, and they're really, it's really good. The music alone is great, and particularly the Christmas special they did is particular is very heartwarming. But yeah, it's just, it's, it's just so good. Frozen has a lot of good stuff going for it. Oh yeah, like Frozen is it, it? It was it got was a huge success for a reason, mainly because like so many talented people were involved in it, and it, mm-hmm. it definitely shows. And even in those like small specials, they definitely like give it their A game and stuff. Uh, what was the one where? Oh, Frozen Fever was the one where Elsa was sick, right? Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, and then she acts like she's drunk, and that's what it means. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh snap she's sick so that's why she is walking that way <laughs> that's why she walks like she had like like a tequila shot so anyway I don't know. So, yeah. so um another review here is uh from empire uh which said the best thing about the first film the characters in the music once again uh sing in a frequently dazzling nar- if narratively flawed sequel that is better at being sensory than sense making what do we make hmm. of that well i guess i can understand why some people wouldn't like it because i mean i guess it doesn't quite have the same kind of charm that the first movie had and some of it might be because you know there was so much hype surrounding it but i still think the narrative was was pretty solid and yes obviously in a movie like this you're going to have songs that feel a little bit thrown in but i think the quality of the songs makes up for that yeah i definitely agree too like um like what about like the scene where uh elsa and anna finds out that their parents were dead trying to find answers for elsa's powers oh that was i think that was really sad and again i think that built upon the characters of elsa and anna themselves because it gave them more hurt so I thought that part was really sad. Oh, yeah. The thing about, like, also this animation was that we definitely get to see, like, these this emotional, like, uh, of the emotions that the characters are going through. Like, every, like, tear or breath or, like, like that they would do. Like, you can, like, feel it in, in your heart. Like, mm-hmm. you can feel like these are real people with real emotions and not just, like, animated cartoon characters on screen. Yeah, for sure. And so that was, like, really good. So, um, did they ever explain how, why Anna has, I mean, Anna, uh, how Elsa has her powers? What they tried to make it sound like is that since, uh, that since their mother, who was a part of the North Uldra tribe, mm-hmm. uh, rescued their father, the spirits saw fit to bless their child with powers. I think that's kind of what they were saying. I suppose. I mean, it makes that's sense. They, I mean, that's what they said. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the only way we can go about it. Like, yeah. um, and then also Elsa's the fifth element. Uh, what is it? What the fifth element starring Bruce Willis and Mila Jovovich? <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> so the fifth element is just like a bridge between all the other elements. Is that is that um, a thing? I 
I guess. I, I, again, that part, I, I, will, I, will, I will say that part isn't completely clear. I think it's just she she sort of, like, unites them, I suppose, something yeah. like that. So, well, like, would you call, like, uh, Elsa, like, overpowered a bit because she can do all these cool things? Um, no, I, I wouldn't call her overpowered. I mean, she is very powerful, but her powers are still limited. She just has ice. That's all she can control. She can't control anything else. I mean, sure, apparently her ice can let her make outfits, but I think that's <laughs> not quite the same. Um, yeah, I just mean, I, I, I don't think she's super overpowered, because, I mean, you kind of see her get beat or, beat up and thrown around quite a bit throughout this movie, especially when she's trying to, like, cross the ocean and that water horse is trying to drown her oh, and yeah. she gets frozen. And, you know, the fire almost burns her up. You know, I, I don't think it's fair to say Elsa is overpowered in this because most of the movie is her struggling a lot to survive against these odds that are against her. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, De- Elsa is definitely a character who for sure struggles throughout the film. And that what makes her so, like, relatable and captivating and not like this, like, person who can who can do these cool things. So I definitely think that adds to her character for sure. So um, I have this other uh, review here from the Washington Post. Now their review was not as 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 positive. So let's see. So he says, uh, "Yes, Frozen Two is a letdown when compared to with the original, but it's also a lackluster disappointment in its own, a pale shadow of what it could have been." It's hard to see the same team that who made something so cool in 2013 could deliver deliver something so lukewarm. And that's the review. Well, I mean, I guess that's an opinion. I mean, that kind of just seems like an opinion thing. They didn't really explain why it was lukewarm, so I don't know. Yeah, I I didn't think it was a disappointment at all. I thought it was pretty... I think it delivers on what it promises. Because I thought it was pretty cool. Like, all the visuals were pretty awesome, and the characters were really nice. Mm-hmm. I really like the music. I think the music does a lot for this film. Where it might be lacking, I think the music really kind of um, picks up the slack. Oh, yeah. Like, de- the music definitely makes up for it. The songs, like, I mean, because that's, that's what a musical is, right? Like, it, that's it, the music and the songs should be, like, super super good if anything else is is bad the music should be good mm-hmm. and that, that and this one definitely the music is great no like there's no arguing that and like the the music definitely does propel the story and it does like uh serve the plot so i give it five stars for that mm-hmm. so um also like what did we think of writer remember writer Oh, that random dude that was, like, Kristoff's buddy or something? Yeah. I mean, I don't think he was really in enough of the movie for you to have much of an opinion about him. I thought he was funny. You know, I thought it was cute that he, like Kristoff, seemed very clueless when it came to connecting with the opposite sex. So he tried to help him as best he could, but it ended up not working out. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> did, did we think, Phil, that does, did Ryder have to be in the film? I don't think so i mean he was funny but yeah he did feel a little unnecessary yeah uh, i hope that they release like a short like a featurette showing what Kristoff was doing during this that time that he was disappeared i mean i think he was just looking for anna which i know sounds kind of lame but i think that that's what the movie made it look like he was doing yeah probably so um 
That um, let me see if I have some like trivia stuff for uh, for uh, Frozen Two uh, here. So such as uh, Olaf's lines about the non-existent character Samantha was improvised. Oh, that was hilarious! Apparently, Josh Gad just improvised that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was it was improvised. So great improvisation skills. So, uh, okay, here's another one about uh, Olaf's statement that turtles can breathe out of their butts is actually a real phenomenon known as cloacal respiration, which and occurs in several species, including the painted box turtles, eastern snapping turtles, and Fitzroy river turtles. So I guess that's true. I thought he was just making it up for a joke. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So um, in the beginning... When young Anna and Elsa are playing with uh, snow figurines, a figure resembling Baymax from Big Hero 6 can be spotted in addition to one resembling Tortoro from My Neighbor Totoro, uh, a little elephant that looks like Dumbo, and Snow White figure. So those are all in the uh, bedroom. So, oh, huh. I didn't notice all of those. I think I had the Baymax one, but I didn't notice anything else. I didn't notice anything either, so I gotta like go back and, and look into that. Uh, also, did you know, like, also when uh, some Disney execs were gonna were was coming over to the studio to look over uh, footage of the film, the animators put in like farting sounds in the in the no, bed scenes. No, I did not know. Hear that? Yeah, and it was like, wow, you just got pranked, epic style. And they just dabbed on him. So uh, when Elsa is singing the Into the Unknown number. At one point, uh, when she spins around, she creates a circle of ice on the ground, and for a split second, the circles appear uh, to be making the Mickey Mouse logo. Oh, yeah, they like to do stuff like that. Yep. That's, yep. So, uh, okay, here's another one. Uh, North Uldra's tribe culture is inspired by the Sami people, who are indigenous to Norway, Sweden, Finland, and northern Russia. Disney signed a formal agreement with the Sami representatives who promote the group's rights internationally. Uh, they formed an adv advisory group of artists, historians, elders, and political leaders and the Northern Sami language for, like, their own dub of the film. So, good on them. Yeah. And that's that's Frozen Trivia. You can see that next time you <laughs> for Trivia Night. So... <laughs> yeah. So, um, what, what, like, any final thoughts on Frozen 2? Uh, I think it's worth watching, you know, definitely give it a try. If for no other reason, because the music. The music makes it such a sweeping epic, and all the, you know, the lore, and the superpowers, and the elements, the spirits, it's, it's just, it's fun. It's a real cool, it's a real cool thing, it's a real cool ride. Yeah, like, if you don't have, like, access to the film, at least go to Spotify and look up the soundtrack, and just play that. All right. Nah, I don't know. I'd say watch the movie. I don't think you'll get quite the impact in the songs if you don't watch it in the context of the movie. Yeah, that's so true. So, like, um, what would you give the film? Like, what would you rate it? Um, I'd probably give it six and a half, seven stars, maybe, out of ten. I would give it seven out of ten as well. Uh, and you would definitely recommend it for, like, the music and stuff, right? Oh, yeah, and I mean, it's a good movie. It's just a good movie. People should check it out. Yeah, I definitely think because so, too. I, I think it's a satisfying sequel to the first movie. Yes, I definitely agree. Disney has been doing pretty good in terms of sequels lately, especially Pixar, like with your like uh, Incredible 2s and your Finding Dories 
and everything. Uh, I'll be honest, I, I didn't really like Incredible Two, Incredibles Two, but Finding Dory was good. I didn't enjoy that. Yeah, I mean, the, the, we can't say the same for the remakes, though. Ugh, yikes! No. <laughs> so, like, we'll see you again. Are we excited for Frozen Three? Oh, let's 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 not do that. Okay. I'm okay with a, a couple more cute shorts, but let's not. Let's, let's not do Frozen 3. Okay, sounds good. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Bye.